It is Thursday, August 18th. That means we are one day away from high school football starting in Kentucky and Indiana. It's here. It's August uh, 18th. It's too early. I've said that many, many times, but it's here. Each team's had at least one scrimmage, and we are ready to go here at the Big X as well. St. X football on the Big X. That's going to be an easy out cue every, every time I go to commercial tomorrow night. You're listening to St. X on the Big X. All right, Jim? Yeah, it's going to be right. simple. You'll be back here going, man, that was too fast. i got to hurry up and get these commercials on. Which X do I wait for? Uh, you know what? You can do it on either one. doesn't really matter. Nobody's listening to me anyway. Uh, tomorrow night, Tigers take on Owensboro, a team they defeated last year 51-31, to but a game that was a lot closer than the final score would indicate. That game was in Owensboro. The Red Devils are ranked top 10 in the state uh, 5A rankings. St. X is ranked uh, preseason number one in 6A, defending state champions. So uh, that'll be a good one. Tomorrow night, 7-15 pregame. You can join uh, Tony Burke and myself for all the action. 7-30 kickoff from Brother Thomas Moore Stadium over at St. X High School. Uh, M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450, 414-1450. That's the number to get your text into the show. And don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member wins $10,000. That happens all summer long. Grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. I got to find out when they're giving that away. Because I don't want to keep doing this read if they've already given away the 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All summer long doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't really tell me exactly when this contest is going to end. But it is continuing as we speak. And if you'd like to um, register for the Summer Cash Bash, just uh, click on your Refreshing Rewards app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card at Thornton's. That's the Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. And don't forget, you can text the show, 502-414-1450. Bats beat Omaha last night. That's two in a row. This uh, series is a little contentious because about a month ago in Omaha, the Storm Chasers beat the Bats 19 to nothing. And then they got on social media and kind of kind of belittled the Louisville Bats. Hey, thanks for playing. Thanks for showing up. 19 to nothing. The Bats didn't take kindly to it. Manager Pat Kelly, I'm sure, was not happy about it. So the Bats won game one Tuesday. They won game two of this series at Slugger Field 4-3 to three last night. Game three set to go tonight, 635, pregame at 605 right here on the Big X. Yeah, contentious minor league baseball. You don't see it very often. I mean, we've seen the Mariners and the Angels have a bench-clearing brawl this year. You see about one a week where, you know, I love it when the guys run in from the bullpen. I don't know why they don't just run to each other and fight. By the time... Each team runs in. Each team's pitchers run in from the bullpen. They're tired. They can't fight. These guys aren't in shape. They're pitchers. But uh, contentious bats and storm chasers in the AAA baseball. That's fun. 
All right, LeBron James news, we'll get to that. College football playoff news, we'll get to that. Uh, And the new contract, and I know Matt touched on this in his show, the new contract between the Big Ten and CBS, NBC, and Fox, seven years, seven with a B, billion dollars. Yikes. ESPN's out. ESPN will have one more year of Big Ten football. Now, Fox has been the main carrier of Big Ten football. Big Ten kickoff is on every Saturday at 10. They have a noon game. They'll have a, a 4 o'clock and maybe a Pac-12 game and primetime games. That's all going to change in a couple of years. Fox is still going to have the noon game. But CBS is going to have some games. Their contract with the Southeastern Conference ends after this season. The SEC is going to be all in on ESPN at that point. So CBS, that 330 slot where you're used to seeing Alabama versus Auburn or Georgia versus Florida or Kentucky versus whoever, that 330 slot, not anymore. It's going to be CBS Big Ten football. And then NBC is going to get the the peach of the deal here. They get the Saturday night game. Primetime Big Ten football. Probably best game of the weekend most of the time. Uh, And it's also a chance for them to nudge Notre Dame, their other broadcast partner, towards getting into the Big Ten. NBC can go to Notre Dame and say, look, we got the contract with you. We're paying you. We've got the contract with the Big Ten. We're paying the Big Ten. Why don't you guys play each other? Join the conference. You're going to be able to share in a lot of this money. Big Ten teams last year because of their television contract with Fox, netted about $53 million apiece when the season was over. And that's Northwestern and Rutgers and Illinois. That's everybody in the Big Ten. No offense to Illinois, of course. (laughs) I have fun with Illinois. Sorry, Jim. Your last day to beat up on me is today. (laughs) I know. I'm sad. I I didn't want to bring it up. Ah. See, now the waterworks have started over here. I've known you for all of three weeks, and I'm yeah. falling over You here. finally learned my name, too. Yeah, Jim, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's close. Jim Lou, Lou or something, I don't know. Yep. So $53 million apiece for these Big Ten schools. They are going to receive, because of this new contract, starting in two years, eighty to $100 million each. That's a big piece of pie there. All 16 schools, and that's when USC and UCLA have have joined into the mix in two years. That is an enormous contract. And ESPN has decided, well, that's okay. we got the SEC. We're taking the SEC away from CBS. ESPN is going to have SEC football probably before this is all said and done on Friday night. Now, Big Ten football, Friday night on FS1 sometimes on Fox. In fact, they will have a Fox game, I think, on the first Friday night of the college football season. Fox or FS1 will have Big Ten football on Friday night. That's that's happening already. ACC football on Friday night. Two of Louisville's first three games are on a Friday night. They open at Syracuse on a Saturday. Then they're at Central Florida on a Friday night on uh, the ACC Network, and then Florida State at home on a Friday night on ESPN. So Friday Night Football, this is going to be a thing from now on. 
every conference because the SEC is going to say, or ESPN, I should say, is going to say to the SEC, okay, we got all your games now. We're going to put a, you know, Vanderbilt versus uh, South Carolina. That's going to be noon on the SEC network. We're going to have a two o'clock game stuck in there. Let's call it, uh, let's go with Missouri and somebody, uh, Auburn. Let's go Missouri, Auburn. Then 3.30, that old CBS game, we're still going to have the big game. Florida and Georgia in, in, uh, in, the, in Jacksonville in the uh, world's biggest cocktail party. Auburn, Alabama at the end of the year. Alabama, Texas A&M one week. Right? Georgia against uh, Kentucky maybe. That's what we're going to have in the middle of the day. And we're going to have Saturday night football. Yeah, Saturday night football. That's going to be Mississippi against Mississippi State, although I know that's Thanksgiving Friday in the Egg Bowl. But that's the kind of game you're going to have on Saturday night. But you know what else we want to do, SEC? We're going to put a game on Friday night to go against these Big these, uh, Big Ten games, to go against these ACC games. We'll show them. We're giving you a lot of money, and money talks. And the SEC, who has so far been able to avoid playing Friday night football, is eventually going to have to cave here. Eventually, they're going to have to cave because Oklahoma, Texas is coming in. We've only got so many slots on ESPN and ESPN2 on a Saturday and the SEC Network. You only got so many slots. You don't want three noon games, right? You put a noon game on the SEC Network. And then noon on ESPN, maybe you got a Big 12 game. Maybe you got a MAC game. Maybe you got an AAC game of the week at noon. You can't glut all the SEC games at one time. You got to spread them out. And in order to spread them out, if you're ESPN, Friday night is going to have to be an option. I hate it. I hate it for high school football anywhere. Anywhere. Not just in Kentucky. How would you like to be, you know, your son is playing Texas high school football on a Friday night, and all of a sudden, Texas A&M is playing Texas in the SEC Friday night game of the week, and you got season tickets. You're a huge A&M fan, or you're a huge Longhorn fan. You got season tickets. That's the game of the. That's the rivalry game, man. A&M in Texas, Oklahoma in Texas. But I, now I got to choose. Am I going to go? to the college rivalry, maybe biggest game of the year, or I'm going to go watch my son play a high school football game that his team's favored by 35. I hate, absolutely abhor, that college football infringes on high school football on Friday nights. Yeah, I mean, I just flat out hate it. Don't like it one bit. I got St. X football. I love St. X football. I love doing the games. I'm going to miss the first Louisville home game this year, Florida State, because it's on a Friday night. Silly. There are parents all across Louisville, no matter which high school you're talking about, that are going to have to choose between do I go watch the cards in Florida State? I'm playing. I'm paying a lot of money for these season tickets and these this parking pass and the donation that I have to get to uh, to get my seat. And there's only, what, six, seven home games for the Cards? But my son's playing football. That's the third week of the high school football season. 
and now I got to decide what to do. It stinks. But I digress. So the Big Ten, that's a lot of money. They want to be on the same playing field as the SEC, and I think they are now. I think they are. The SEC still wants to be the big dog. They still want to tell everybody what to do. Hey, we're the SEC. What's the logo? What's the motto they have? It just means more? Eh, no, it doesn't. Not when the Big Ten's getting $7 billion. It doesn't mean more. Now, the SEC, next time their contract's up, we'll see what happens. But ESPN right now has said, we are not bidding on the Big Ten. That is done. It's a triple threat here, Fox, CBS, NBC. And keep this in mind too, folks. Some of these games are going to be on channels you don't even know about. Some of you haven't even heard about. I get Peacock, Peacock TV, on the old on the old uh, Fire Stick, right? The old Amazon Fire Stick. I watch Dan Patrick a lot. Dan Patrick show nine to twelve weekday, getting ready for my show. Steal a lot of stuff from Dan Patrick. Don't tell him. I don't want to cease and desist. But I steal a lot of stuff. Because it's a great show, but it's free. I tried to watch some Olympics because they were on Peacock. Guess what? Not free. Peacock Premium. Ah, guess what? Some Big Ten football games are going to be on in two falls, two falls from now, two autumns from now. Peacock Premium. Peacock has taken one baseball game a week now. Sunday morning at noon, they call it brunch. Brunch baseball on Peacock. 12 o'clock, not free. If I want to watch my favorite team on Sunday and they happen to be on the noon Peacock game, then I have to pay for Peacock Premium. And if you're going to want to watch Big Ten football, all the Big Ten football, you're going to have to pay for Peacock Premium. That's the way it is. It's the way it's going to be. And you may eventually have to pay for Paramount Plus because that's the CBS streaming service. Paramount Plus, CBS, yes, part of the $7 billion Big Ten deal. I'm at the point where I'm ready to get rid of my DirecTV. It costs too much anyway. And just have streaming services. I already pay for Netflix. Disney Plus, because I have a grandson who loves the Marvel movies and loves all the uh, Disney movies. I do too, by the way. I've got Hulu. My daughter pays for that. Hulu Plus. Uh, What else have I got, Jim? I don't have ESPN Plus. I should. I will once I get rid of DirecTV, but I don't have it yet. Isn't ESPN part of Disney, though? It is, is part of Disney. Yeah. There is an ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Disney part. Hulu Plus package, all right. three of those. And that's yeah. what I'll eventually do. There's Discovery Plus if you care about you know documentaries. and uh, Everything's a plus. <laughs> YouTube TV is a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we have at home. So, I mean, I've got Netflix. In fact, I'll talk some more Netflix in the next segment because I watched part one of the documentary Untold the Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, the Manta Teow two-part documentary. I watched part one yesterday. It is glorious. All right, let's take a break. 
going to talk about LeBron's new contract. The Yankees got a walk-off grand slam last night, or they were going to lose again. Card's not a basketball player, and he's going to play this season. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open 384-1450. 502-384-1450. That's the number to get in touch with me by voice if you want to talk on the show. The uh, Thorns text line, if you don't want to talk on the show, send your text to 414-1450. 502-414-1450. Let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses. They offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag, and it doesn't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear, every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. You can lose them, break them, even on day one, and Shady Rays will send you a replacement pair, a brand-new pair, for free. Some of the best quality you've ever felt. Uh, in hand and on your face. You can't go wrong with these uh, for the summer or the winter. You know, when it snows, it gets awful bright out there. Sunshine and snow is maybe the brightest sunshine there is. So uh, Shady Rays uh, are fantastic. I have three pair myself. Shady Rays people also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good about making an impact. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays offering 25% off you can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. That's Big X for 25% off all adult shades. Go to ShadyRays.com. All right, got breaking news here. I knew it was coming today. We sort of got word of it this morning that there was going to be a resolution in the Cleveland Brown Deshaun Watson NFL uh, appeal case that the NFL appealed the six-game suspension. Well, the sides have come together and reached an agreement. The NFL wanted a full year. They wanted an a, uh, indefinite suspension, which basically meant a full year for Deshaun Watson. One year, don't do anything stupid, and then the indefinite suspension went in after one year. Well, the judge in the case originally gave a six-game suspension. The NFL was not happy. They appealed that decision and they brought in the former attorney general of New Jersey to hear the case. Well, Deshaun Watson's camp got a little nervous because, let's be honest, Roger Goodell didn't pick somebody that he thought was going to agree with the original decision. And the NFL was saying all the right things here, all, all along trying to pressure Deshaun Watson into adding more games to that suspension. Hey, if you don't want to cooperate, if you don't want to uh, – negotiate here, it's going to be a full year. At one point, the Browns and, and uh, the uh, attorneys for Deshaun Watson offered eight games. How about an eight-game suspension? Now, I've never seen anybody or heard of anybody that got a punishment and offered to punish themselves a little bit more, right? You don't see that very often. We're going to put you in jail for 20 years. You know what? Make it 25. These three... Three uh, meals a day are great. Can you make it 25? You don't see that. So Deshaun Watson's camp said, okay, you know what? How about eight games uh, and, a, and a fine? 
NFL said, nope. Now, negotiations kept going behind closed doors, and they have finally come to a settlement. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will be now suspended 11 games and fined $5 million after a settlement between the NFL and the NFL Players Association. I'll read this from ESPN staff writer Dick Trotter. The NFL and NFL Players Association on Thursday reached a settlement in the Deshaun Watson disciplinary matter, agreeing that the Browns quarterback will serve an 11-game suspension after he was accused by more than two dozen women of sexual misconduct during massage sessions. Uh, Watson will also pay a fine of $5 million that will go to charity. The deal has not been signed but is agreed upon, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, a source told him. Watson will be available to play for the Browns in Week 13. That's 11 missed games plus a bye week. When Cleveland faces, drumroll please, Watson's old team, the Houston Texans. Okay. Um, if I'm Deshaun Watson, give me 12. I don't want to play against the Texans. Although it should be an easy win. It's in Houston. I can't wait to see the reaction from the Houston fans when Deshaun Watson, a guy who didn't play for them, voluntarily didn't play for them last year, stayed out of the limelight. Uh, the Texans did not, they're not good right now. Um, and he's going to have to play his first game in Houston. All right, continued reading the settlement between the two sides heads off a ruling from former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey, whom Commissioner Roger Goodell appointed to oversee the NFL's appeal of disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson, Judge Robinson's decision that Watson be issued a six-game suspension. Uh, I'll stop reading there, but bottom line is it's still not enough. It's still not enough. 24 women came forward, and he's banned 11 games, fined $5 million. By the way, he will now lose $650,000 of his $1 million salary um, that he is making this season. <sighs> yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And look, fans are not – they're not. They're going to remember here. They just do. Fans remember. It is not going to be an easy second half of the season for Deshaun Watson. He is going to hear – especially on the road and maybe even at home a lot. There will probably be protests outside of Cleveland Cleveland uh, home football games. It's better than six games, no fine. All right? I will say that. It's better than six games and no fine. But 11 games, $5 million to a guy that's going to make $230 million guaranteed, that's like $5 to me and you. Yeah, maybe 50 It's like $50 to me and you. Uh, but that has just come down the pike. Uh, texter, in fact, it's a scooter. If I'm Deshaun, give me all the smoke with the Texans. Easy win and first game back. Yeah, yeah, they should win the game. But who knows? Who knows where the Browns will be after their first 11 games with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? Now, here's a, here's a question. Do the Browns now decide... Yeah, we had Brissett for six games. We were going to be able to deal with that, but now we've got him for 11. We're missing Watson for 11 of the 17 games. Maybe we need to go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe we need to call San Francisco up the offer a little bit and go get Jimmy G. I can tell you this, San Francisco will listen. San Francisco, by, the, by August 31st, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be on the roster of the San Francisco 49ers. He's guaranteed too much money. Trey Lance is their quarterback. They're not going to pay him. So I guess if you're 
Cleveland, you can wait. Now, do you want to wait that long? Probably not. If you really want to go get Jimmy Garoppolo to be your starter for the first 11 games, you better go get him now. Because he's got to learn the playbook. He's got to learn to play with his teammates. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. And this is a two-week-from-now process. This is a big two weeks. you got to get him in camp if you, want to, if you want him. Or the other option is you can just go with Jacoby Brissett and see how it ends up. That's the other option. All right. College football I was talking about before the break, the new uh, big contract. Also, this kind of went under the radar yesterday. The college football playoff committee, which consists of 11 college presidents and chancellors, had a Zoom meeting to discuss the future of college sports. Now, let's don't kid ourselves. This is a college football playoff committee. They're not talking about volleyball. They're not talking about rowing out at USC. They're not talking about water polo at UCLA. They're talking about college football. Could these changes include the college football being governed by the college football playoff people and not the NCAA? It's going to take a while. It's going to be a slow process. But there is growing belief that within the next two or three years, NCAA will no longer have any say over college football. College football is going to break off on its own. You're going to have these mega conferences. You're going to have the college football playoff. There's probably going to be 16 teams in the playoff within the next five years. And the CFP committee will be running college football. That's basically what this meeting was about. And it's the first meeting where it's actually been brought up. It's the first meeting where somebody said, you know, maybe we get rid of uh, our alliance with the NCAA. We're running the playoff anyway. Why don't we just run college football? We're running the SEC. We're running the Big Ten. We're running the Pac-12. We're running the Big 12, the ACC. Let's just take it all over. And the NCAA, who loves the Final Four, loves March Madness, is very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, generic in all of their memorandums. Well, this is a stews for the student-athlete, blah, 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 blah. Right? They don't care. They don't want the headache of college football. They don't want the headache of NIL, especially, especially in college football. This is uh, the first meeting of of many, but to me, it's a big, big step. Somebody had to bring it up, right? When you want to break up with your girlfriend and you go have dinner, you're waiting for her to bring it up. She's waiting for you to bring it up. She don't want to be with you anymore either. I've been there many times. That's why I have my wife break up for me. Thank you. Exactly. You know, now we can do it by text. (laughs) Uh, By the way, advice, don't do it by text. She doesn't want to bring it up. You don't want to bring it up. You go all through dinner. The check comes and you go, well, I guess we're not going to break up tonight. Somebody has to eventually bring it up. Hey, this isn't working out. It feels like yesterday at the CFP Zoom committee meeting, somebody finally brought it up. Uh, You know, 
I know you guys have uh, been thinking this, and we've all been thinking it, and I don't know if I should be the one to say it, but <sighs> the NCAA doesn't look like it used to. It doesn't excite me anymore. I think we need to break up with the NCAA. She's just not who she was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I know it sounds mean. I know. I don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to hurt these smaller schools. We don't want to hurt these uh, American Athletic Conference schools or the MAC schools or the uh, the Ivy League. We don't want to hurt any of these little guys, but yeah, we got to do something. She's driving me nuts. She's driving me crazy. Somebody's got to bring it up. That's what happened yesterday. Somebody brought it up. And we're on the way here. We're on the I can't believe we've still only got four teams in the playoff. That's crazy. The money that's available, the bowl games that you could use, it would have been such an easy transition to get to eight, to get to 12, or to get to 16. I hope they skip eight and 12. There's no reason not to. No reason not to. That's a big under-the-radar meeting yesterday. College football is getting ready to start. August 27th, eight days from, or nine days, eight, nine days from today. I can't count. Austin P. at Western Kentucky, noon on CBS Sports Network. Nebraska at Northwestern, Big Ten opener, nine days away. 12.30 on Fox. Nebraska is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, I can't wait for the uh, the six-pack to start up again. I love giving you six losers so you can go bet them the other way and win money. I'm trying to give you winners, but, you know, you know how it works out. Wyoming at Illinois. Jim's ears just perked up. 4 o'clock, Big Ten Network. Illinois, 10-point favorite against the Wyoming Cowboys. Duquesne at Florida State. Okay. Or is it Duquesne? I'm not really sure. Florida uh, Florida A&M at North Carolina. Both of those last two games on the ACC Network. And Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Why do you go play football at Vanderbilt? Because you get to go to Hawaii. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, 10.30 at night, CBS Sports Network. That's 4.30 in the afternoon if you're in Oahu. Vanderbilt on the road, six-and-a-half-point favorite. College football is here, so the meeting is just, hey, let's have this meeting. You know, we got games in a week, week and a half. Um, Let's break up with the NCAA. Oh, he said it. Oh, my gosh, somebody finally said it. Good. It's past time. And it's past time to have 16 teams in the playoff. All right, let's take a break. Uh, my blood's boiling a little bit. LeBron signs a new contract. I think he's going to play till he's 60. Some baseball news and the cards at a point guard. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment. You can still hit me up on the Eminem Cartage hotline, 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member wins $10,000. That happens all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. 
Two steps. Open your Refreshing Rewards app, and step two is click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can also enter or earn additional entries by going to Thornton's and purchasing select top brands, Bud Light 12-packs, Large Doritos, Hot Dogs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, many, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. All right, some news and notes here. LeBron, um, he got richer. (laughs) I know it's all relative, but he signed a two-year, $97.1 million extension with the Lakers yesterday. LeBron James is 38 years old. Um, he's got one year left on his contract, but this means he will not be a free agent after this coming season. He does have a player option for year three. So two years from now, he's got a player option. Uh, he becomes the highest earning player in NBA history, $532 million guaranteed in his career. Yikes. He just passed Kevin Durant with the $97.1 million extension. So he's got two years left with the Lakers now. There is not a no-trade clause. Because it's not a new contract, it's an extension. NBA rules prohibit a no-trade clause. So theoretically, Lakers are playing terrible. They could trade LeBron James. Now that's not going to happen, right? That's silly to think of. But anything is possible. Speaking of anything is possible. I got a hot take here. This is not hot take show. This is not Stephen A. Smith or, uh, you know, fill in the blank. It's not Mike Rutherford. God love you, Mike. But this is not a hot take show. I got a hot take. Here's one for you. Listen to this one, Jim. This one's, this one's tight. My ears are open. Tom Brady never plays again in the NFL. Oh, I know. Crazy talk. Tom Brady's on a 10-day hiatus away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Apparently, he's going to be back, right? He's going to play starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. I know Phoenix Hill Richard just fell out of his chair listening to this. Tom Brady retired at the end of last season. Um, It wasn't too long before he realized, I don't want to be retired. i got to sit home here with Giselle all day. I don't know what the problem there is, but that's what Tom Brady decided. Now, he took 10 days away from the team. He's expected back in camp later next week, middle of next week. But he retired, all right? Most speculation is, you know, maybe he, they, when he retired, they planned a family vacation to Italy, and, and uh, Giselle said, we're, going, we're still going to Italy. You can play football. We're still going to Italy or wherever, Monte Carlo. And he left. Tom Brady has lost both of his offensive guards, one to uh, the Bengals and one to retirement. And in camp last week, he lost his starting center, all pro Ryan Jensen, to a season-ending injury. Tom Brady needs protection up the middle. He doesn't care about edge rushers. He doesn't care about Guy's getting around the tackle. He steps up into the pocket as well as anybody has ever stepped up into the pocket and thrown the football. But you can only step up into the pocket if your center and guards are blocking well. 
Now he's lost the three guys that he had last year that he trusted more than anybody, more than his receivers, more than his coaches. He trusted those three guys, the middle of that offensive line. They're all gone. Retirement. Signing with the Bengals. And now an injury to the most important player, center Ryan Jensen. So my hot take, my speculation, is that Brady is taking these 10 days off thinking, do I really want to go back to this? I might, uh, I might take a beating here. I might get beat up. Yeah, we got some. We got Mike Evans and, and uh, some really good receivers. We've added some weapons, but Gronk's not there anymore. My best buddy in the world, Ryan Jensen, the center, is not there anymore. Defense going to be good. That doesn't help me not get sacked. I think Tom Brady is re-contemplating retiring, and the and the. Powers that be in Tampa Bay don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that. You can you make up all the stories you want. Uh, he's got a family emergency. He's got a relative that uh, needs needs him right now for uh, you know medical issues. He's he's going on vacation with his wife. He promised her this trip when he retired. You can make up all the stories you want. Tom Brady does not miss training camp. I know he's 68 years old now. That's probably a little bit of hyperbole. He's 45. He doesn't miss training camps, never has, never has missed a day of a training camp. He wants to be on the same page with his receivers and his running backs and his offensive line. How do you do that if you're away from the team for 10 days? 10 days in the middle of training camp. I know it's Tom Brady. I know he's the GOAT. I know there are special rules for guys like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen will get get there eventually. There are special rules for special guys. LeBron James, special rules. Michael Jordan had special rules. In fact, there was a book called The Jordan Rule. So Tom Brady can do what he wants. And if he comes back next week, nobody's going to say anything. But I'm here to be the first to say maybe he doesn't come back. Maybe he's sitting at home or sitting in Italy or sitting in Monte Carlo with Giselle and his kids going, man, who's going to block for me? Who's going to block? Ryan got hurt in camp. I was there. I saw it. He's not coming back this year. My left guard's in, in Cincinnati now. My right guard, he's sitting at home with Gronk with his feet up watching uh, you know, Netflix documentaries. Maybe I should have stayed retired. It would not surprise me in the least if Tom Brady doesn't come back to play this year. He won that seventh Super Bowl two years ago. Right? He's got seven rings. More than anybody. Doesn't need it. Now, when you think... Your offensive line is going to be intact, and I'm not going to get touched, and I'm going to be able to step up into the pocket, and I'm going to be able to throw it anywhere I want all over the field to these talented receivers, and our defense is going to keep us in games when the offense isn't playing well, and I could win another ring. Maybe he sees the reality that the Buccaneers may not be the team that can win another ring. Right? I'm just saying – I'm not saying – I'm just saying, right? 
it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't come back. If he stays in Monte Carlo with Giselle, I would. Jim? Sign me up. Yeah. I'm 45 too. Yeah, there you go. You're very Brady-esque. You're the GOAT in a different way. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's my hot take. With the offensive line in the shambles, Tom Brady took this time off, and the Buccaneers don't want to say this out loud to contemplate whether he really wants to do this again, whether he really wants to put his body through this for another year. It's easy to do it if you think you're not going to get hurt and you think you have a chance to win another ring. It's not easy to do it at 45 years old if you think, I'm going to get hurt. There's a better possibility that I get hurt, and this team's not going to win a ring. Just a thought. All right, Louisville basketball added a point guard yesterday. Fabio Basili signed with L. 6'5", point guard, a three-star, uh, 13.5 points a game at Oak Ridge High School in Orlando last season, 53% field goal shooter, and 40% three-point shooter. This is really bizarre and late in the game to be adding a player that is going to be on campus probably next week and games start in about three months. That is odd. And I wonder if that should tell me that the cards are just desperate to get a point guard in here, desperate to get some players in here. Um, this is a transition year with Kenny Payne. And when I look at the roster – and what's coming back for this coming season? Ah, maybe next year will be great. Maybe, uh, you know, 2023-2024 season will be great. But right now, ooh, hey, look, it's a body. It's a guy that can handle the basketball, apparently a pretty good shooter. 13.4 doesn't really scream big-time score. Three-star guy. You're Louisville, you're looking for four- and five-star guys. That's just the way it is. But it's late in the game. It's past the recruiting stage here for this coming season, well past that. So I find it very interesting that the Cards pick up a uh, a commitment, not just a commitment, a signing on the dotted line from Fabio Basili. By the way, great name. Fabio, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. Fabio Basili. All right, uh, NFL football tonight, Bears-Seahawks, Thursday night football, ESPN, 8 o'clock. Seattle is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for Seattle tonight. Geno Smith will get some reps. Drew Locke played uh, some in the first game. He'll get some reps, I guess. The Bears, I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields again tonight. Uh, Probably uh, Trevor Simeon, but who knows. 39 and a half is the over-under here. I'm going to give you a pick. Why not? I'm going to go under in this game. I'm going to go under. Seahawks offense versus Bears offense. That Now, you could get some defensive touchdowns. That's the one way to lose the under. Fumble recoveries for touchdowns and interception returns and block punts. But I don't think the offenses are going to score a whole lot of points tonight. So under 39 and a half, Bears-Seahawks tonight. That's free. I'm giving you that one for free. Baseball last night, the Yankees won. But, man, 
The Yankees are just not playing well right now. They trailed 4-0 against Tampa. They battled their way back after a rain delay, tied it in the bottom of the eighth. Then in the 10th inning, the Rays got three runs off of Araldis Chapman. He can't throw strikes. Nobody's scared of him. He did not reach triple digits on the jugs gun last night. Uh, but luckily for the Yankees, they loaded the bases in the 11th. Josh Donaldson, who's one of the guys I've been saying they should get rid of because he's bringing nothing to the table. He had a grand slam in the bottom of the 11th. Yankees beat Tampa 8-7 last night. Brett Beatty got called up by the Mets yesterday. First swing he's ever taken in the major leagues. Home run, two-run homer in the first inning. Helped the Mets beat the Braves 9-7. to the Mets kind of stopped the bleeding because if you remember, the Braves won the first two games of the series 13 to 1 and 8 to nothing, or something like that. 5 to nothing. 13 to 1 and 5 to nothing. Um, he was called up yesterday. He was a 12th pick in the 2019 draft. He's just been in their AAA uh, part for about a month. The Mets call him up, put him in the lineup, and he hits a home run on his first at bat. The best part was his family was in Atlanta. He had about 15 or 20 family members sitting there, and they went ballistic. It was great to see. Brett Beatty, B-A-T-Y, uh, keep an eye on that. Reds beat the Phillies yesterday one nothing. Anytime a team that is in contention for a wild card spot loses to the Reds, that's not good. Reds got a run in the bottom of the ninth to win that one one nothing. Minnesota, match wins. Won yesterday. They beat Kansas City 4-0 while the White Sox lost. Guardians won, so Cleveland still has a one-game lead over Minnesota. The White Sox dropped to two games back in the American League Central. St. Louis was a winner. Milwaukee was a loser. The Cardinals now have a three-game lead over the uh, over the Brewers in the National League Central. Brewers look like they're going to miss out on the playoffs. Remember, they traded in a, in a, in a bizarre move on – in my opinion, uh, they traded Josh Hader, their closer, who was unbelievable in his tenure with the Brewers. They traded him at the trade deadline. It was sort of that's the kind of thing you do if you're, you know, fifty and sixty-two and you're out of the race. It was to be clear, it was brutally bizarre why you would trade uh, maybe your best player. When you were in first place at the time. Unbelievable. All right, bats tonight. Baseball against Omaha, 635 first pitch, 605 pregame. Join Nick and Jim. They'll bring you all the action. High school football starts tomorrow. We'll talk about it a lot then. I'll see you then at noon tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.